0: Isaiah chapter 9, and uh, we're going to go to verse number 6. If you're there, say amen. amen. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name
1: shall be called wonderful counselor the
0: mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace
1: there's nobody like him because he lives I can face Tomorrow, because he lives, all fear is gone. Aren't you glad he came? Because I know, thank God, I know he holds the future. Hallelujah. And life is worth the living Just because he lives Would you lift your voice? Because he lives I can face Sing it, church. Hallelujah. Because confidence, because I know He holds the future, hallelujah, and life is worth the living just because Because he lives.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Let's give him praise this morning.
0: I'm so thankful that he came. I'm thankful that he died. And I'm thankful that they buried him, but they couldn't keep him there. And on the third day, he arose and he had some keys in his hands it was the power over death and hell in the grave and because he lives today we can face tomorrow for unto us a child is born a son is given the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor the Mighty God the Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace I want to ask you a question today unto us a child is born i'd like to ask you what child is this what child is this you may be seated there's something about this time of the year that makes me feel like a seven-year-old sometimes i uh i went out for a drive last night on my way to the church i like to come late on Saturday nights, and just kind of get my mind, my thoughts, and I drove down the road and looked at houses, and I felt just like a kid, because I was like, ooh, their lights are pretty, ooh, they're jerks, they don't have any, (laughs) you're like, they hate humanity, they're no fun. Their house is going to be boring, you know. You're just as the way it is as a kid. You, your parents would take you to see lights. And you'd be like, why don't they have any dad? that? There's no good excuse, really. They're just like, I, who knows? The older you get, you realize why a lot of people don't have lights. And to be quite honest with you, if it wasn't for my wife and girls this year, I wouldn't have had any lights. And I don't mean they pressed me to do it. I mean... I looked outside and they were doing it and Bahumbug Bishop <laughs> did not have any decorations and the girls said Papa, we're coming over to your house dad and I went to Nashville to a funeral and he came home and his house was decorated he said that's fine with me, but now you got to come back over and pack it all up. And my mother in law has no decorations. Actually, my mother in law has no spot there isn't decorations. I thought about sharing that story I shared with you, Brother Snow, about mother. Y'all got just a minute, I'll tell you. It's a powerful story. It has nothing to do with what I'm preaching. There was a man on a holy land tour wanted to take his family someplace they'd always wanted to go together they'd always wanted to see it and he took his wife and his mother-in-law she was getting older and took his mother-in-law she'd always wanted to go to israel so they went together and they got to israel the first night they were there they they were in the holy city in jerusalem the king david hotel she had her room they had their room they woke up the next morning called her to go get breakfast she didn't answer come to find out she'd passed away in the night And so, of course, the ambulance came, the undertaker came, took his mother-in-law to the local funeral home, and they were sitting down talking, and and the man said, sir, I know you're here on a trip, and he said, we want to take care of your mother-in-law. He said, I'll be honest, I don't know, I'm assuming you're Christian. She said, yeah, we are, we're we're Christians. And he said, you know, this is where Jesus walked. He said, yes, I'm aware. He said, "This this is the Holy Land. Yes, I'm aware. He said, look we can bury your mother-in-law here for $150. He said, "Wow, that's a great deal." He said, "Now we can we can give you 15 uh, it's going to cost you $1500 for us to just get her from here back to the states." He said, "I'll take that." He said, "Wait, just a second. That don't make any sense. I told you we could bury her like full funeral here $150. $1500 just to get her back." He said, "I'll take that." He said, sir, I, I, I don't quite understand. Why in the world would you pay $1,500 to send her home? He said, sir, I want to set, set the record straight with you. He said, about 2,000 years ago, there was a man that died here. They put him in a grave, and three days later, he got up. I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> Sorry. And mom, I want you to know, you, your daughter is the one that told me to tell that. So I've run the whole Sunday morning service, and you can be dismissed. Isn't it fun to laugh? Love being with God's people. That's probably going to be the highlight of Instagram this week. I love this time of year. I love the feeling. It's nice that people greet you. It's nice that people are kind. It's like... It doesn't matter how deeply you believe in the holiday of Christmas. There is something about this time of year that's special. And I am so grateful that we know the reason why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus is still the reason for the season. He is still the reason why we celebrate. Whether he was born... In December or whether he was born during the Feast of Tabernacles, whether he was born in the summer, it's irrelevant to me in this moment in just knowing that all the world in some way, shape, or form looks to at least a form and extension of Christian thought in this time of year. And they've been trying for a long time to take it away to wish you a merry xmas to wish you a happy holiday but every single person that says christmas they have to say his name and so today i want to tell you that i'm thankful for his name i'm thankful for the power in his name i'm thankful for the healing in his name I'm thankful for the deliverance in his name. I'm thankful that he really is who he said he was. And so I am a, I'm a sucker for old-timey. I don't like modern Christmas music. I like the old Christmas music. Have yourself. A merry little Christmas. Isn't it good? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. You should never sing again. Why did you ever start? What's wrong with people, man? I mean, you know, somebody needs to come to some real appreciation of I'll have a blues. My wife, she just knows that. I'm going to have a blue, blue, blue Christmas without you. Oh, Lord, I'm messing this Sunday up. But there's a beautiful song written in a minor. If you are anything to do with musician, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why I appreciate Christmas songs is because they're so hard to play like unless it's jingle bells and that's a good one they're not easy to play and some of them have that old school minery sound and in 1865 a man named William C. Dix wrote a song who over time the lyrics have changed a little bit but the original text that he wrote of what child is this said what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing, haste, haste to bring him Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean a state where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners hear, the silent word is pleading. Nail's spears shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, The word made flesh, the babe. But you don't hear Christmas sung like that anymore. So bring him in since gold and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings, let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise a song on high, the virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary. What child is this? I believe that answer can unequivocally be answered in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace I've come to tell you this morning there may be some asking the question of what Christmas is all about and who is this child and what child is this but I'm glad to tell you I know him this morning what child is this this child is not just any child this child is not just any man but this child according to John chapter 1 and verse number 1 your Bible will tell you that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God the same was in the beginning with God I wish we had time to break it down verse by verse and preach it a little bit this morning but it's as powerful as anything you've ever read in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shined into darkness and the darkness comprehended it not but verse 14 is so powerful as it summarizes the essence of who he really is that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only the only the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What child is this? It's the Word made flesh. What child is this? We beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. What child is this? It's the living God that made Himself flesh. The man came to Jesus desiring to be healed Jesus said to him, thy sins be forgiven. They picked up stones and said, we're going to stone him. Because no man can forgive sin, only God can forgive sin. And they were upset and they were frustrated because they said, this man is making himself God. But they've missed the whole point of the story. Jesus was not a man that was making himself God Jesus was God who made himself a man he was the living God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob but it couldn't be said about anybody else that he was the seed and the offspring of David oh my God he is the root and he is the branch what child is this He's the almighty God. I'm glad that I know him this morning. The angel came to Mary, told her that she was going to have a son. And Joseph, her husband, that she was engaged to be married to, was a just man and He sought to put her away because he didn't want her to be killed. The law said that if he found anything in her that was unjust at their marriage. That he could have her killed in the gate. And he he was struggling with it. He thought on these things. In verse 20 of Matthew 1 it said. Behold the angel of the Lord came to him. Appeared to him. In a dream. He said Joseph thou son of David fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost and we read this so quickly at this time of the year but I don't think we fully digest what the angel said she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people From their sin. Now all of this was done. That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken of the prophet of the Lord. Saying behold a virgin. Shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name. Folks. Oh my Lord. Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is. God with us but I'm in the worst state I've ever been in he's with you I'm in the lowest time I've ever been in God oh God with us I don't understand what's happening in my life or where I'm gonna go next or what's gonna happen I've got good news this morning he is still Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is with you in the good times. He is with you in the bad times. He's with you when the sun is shining. He's with you in the darkest hour. He's with you this morning. He shall save his people from their sins. There's never been another child born that could save his people from their sin. I know for some of you that have been around a long time, this is just rhetorical. This is like, you're just like, oh, good. Yay, yippee yay yay. No, no, listen, I want you to understand something. You can stand around until, like I taught in Bible class this morning with Hannah, until you run out of voice praying. And you can call on Buddha, 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 Buddha. You're going to wait a while. There's people to this day that's waiting on hire Christian to come by and just grab them by their hair. That's why they wear that big thing ponytail on their head. I'm serious. They're waiting on them to come by and grab them by the ponytail and sweep them off into eternity. They'd have to convince me something pretty good to do that. You can stand all day and call on whoever you want to call on you can take your friends to the nicest Olympic-sized swimming pool in the world. Put them in the water and say, In the name of Buddha, I now baptize you. Ain't nothing gonna happen. But you can take them to an old dirty creek. That's covered in ice in the middle of the winter time. You can bust the ice in that creek, walk down into that water put them down in that old dirty water and say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you for the remission of your sin. And I want to tell you something happens because this child has all power in heaven and earth. When you call on this child, your sins are forgiven. You can put somebody down in the water and invoke the name of the Father over them and they're still going to be a sinner. You can invoke the name over them. And they're still going to be a sinner. But when you say the name of Jesus. Something happens. He said Joseph. You're going to call him Jesus. For he shall save. The only saving name. Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any of For there is none other name. Well, Abraham wasn't baptized in Jesus' name because the name had not yet been given under heaven and among men. The name was not given under heaven and among men until right here when the angel said, you're going to call his name Jesus. And at that moment, the name was given among men under heaven it was not in the heavens anymore it was under heaven that means it was in the earth well what about the guy that was hanging up there on the cross next to Jesus where'd he go because he wasn't baptized in Jesus name nobody had been baptized in Jesus name because the church hadn't started but I'll tell you this in Acts chapter 19 there were a bunch of John the Baptist disciples who were baptized under repentance. And when the apostle walked in, he asked them, he said, under what were you baptized? They said, under John's baptism. He said, well, then we ought to put you down in the water. And it said immediately, they walked down in the water, and he baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sin. And he asked them, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since? You believe, they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. And when he had laid his hands on them, they began to speak with other tongues. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you what child this is. It's the only saving name that's given among men under heaven whereby we, we must be saved. Woo! I wish somebody would shout to the Lord this morning. With a voice of triumph. Woo! I'm having a hard time staying in my skin this morning. Colossians, chapter number one, verse number 12. If you can read this and not get excited, I'd, I'd have somebody check my pulse. Giving thanks unto the father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light how you can be a part of this and not give god thanks you ought to wake up every day of your life saying father I thank you that you have made me a partaker of the inheritance. (laughs) Who hath delivered us? Oh my God, how do you read this? From the power of darkness. Is there anybody in here that knows what I'm talking about? He hath delivered us. Lord, I could preach this. I could preach this till Christmas Day right now somebody in here knows about the powers of darkness you know how dark it is to be addicted and alone you know how dark it is to be in a prison cell you know how dark it is to be homeless and on the street but thanks be unto god who hath delivered us from the power of darkness i want to preach this to you this morning he didn't say the darkness went away he said you were delivered from the power of darkness the darkness may still be there. But it doesn't have power over you. He delivered me from the power of darkness. The darkness is still there. The darkness doesn't go away. But the power of the darkness has ceased in my life. And hath translated us. This is such powerful wording, and if we could go, go into the Bible study of it today, this word translated is so powerful when you start understanding the priesthood of the Old Testament and how the translation, be translated behind the veil, and of course, we could talk about Enoch who was translated from this earth to the next. When you're translated, it's still a journey, but it's, it's different. Because it's a supernatural work Like All I'm saying to you is You can't just walk up To an altar and say Look I got a million dollars hard cold cash Right here That says I'm going to be translated into the kingdom You can't buy yourself in If it were that way and you were born poor You were out of luck There's no way to buy yourself in You can't gift yourself in. You can't become friends with the preacher and him get you in. You have to be translated. It takes a work of the Holy Ghost. you got to read in between the lines of the the Word. If you're translated, it has to be a work of the Spirit. The Spirit translates you from the life of that you lived under the power of darkness and moves you into the kingdom. Oh, my, my, my. The power of translation comes by the power of the Son. By the power of the name. And translated into the kingdom of his dear Son. In whom, oh Lord, we have redemption through His blood. Here it is again. Even the forgiveness of sin. I'm not talking about like when you say, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, and I say, Oh, I forgive you. I'm talking about when He forgives, the blood that He shed is so powerful all of the sin that you've ever committed I was a bad man pastor I was a bad woman I did some bad things yep and the devil wants to keep reminding you of that but let me tell you something I'm not trying to be juvenile and goofy today but you just need to look the devil right back in the eye and say nah 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 boo boo you can't you can't get to me because my sins have been washed in the blood I've been oh God I've been translated Yeah, but you know what you used to be. Yes, I do. But do you know who I am? I have been translated into the kingdom of his son. And I have redemption through his blood. I have redemption. Oh, we've been delivered into the kingdom of his dear son. You don't know how thankful this preacher is for sonship today. Because if he doesn't come as a son, he don't redeem sons. Well, tell me more about this then. Tell me, how is he the son, but he is is not distinct from the father? Oh, I'm so glad that you would ask. Because the very next verse, talking about the kingdom of his dear son, and it says, who is? What was Paul really saying? Put your seatbelts on. He said he's the only God you'll ever lay an eyeball on. He is the image of the invisible God. What child is this? He's the one that finally put an image on the God. That they served. They worshipped him, Bishop, without ever seeing him. Some got to see parts of who he was. They got to see certain theophany-type visitation of who he was. But they had never seen him like these have seen him. God have mercy. They had never seen the face of the image of the invisible God. But on that night that Mary laid down... In a borrowed place and she began to have contractions I want to tell you that when that baby came forth I don't know if it was Joseph that was helping her I don't know if she pushed on her own but whoever it was that laid their eyes on his face for the first time they beheld the face of God <laughs> My friend Denny Livingston passed away, went to his funeral the other day, and you just have to know Denny, he was so funny. He had the funniest sense of humor. His daughter was talking about what it would be like if Denny was really in heaven now, and he talked to disciples and talked to people. She said, I can see my dad right now walking up to Mary and saying, hey, did you know? Mary hold him close because this child you're holding is not just any baby I don't think I could say it any better than Mark Lowry said it he's made a lot of money off of it but I'm going to tell you it takes a revelation to know That when you kiss your little baby, you have kissed the face. The blind will see. The lame will leap. And the dead will live again. He said, I want you to know that this baby you're holding, this baby that you're holding Is Lord of all creation this baby that you're holding he's the Lord of every nation brothers and sisters I want to tell you we know what child this is I said we know what child this is he is the image he is the image of the invisible God he is the firstborn of every creature Oh God verse 16 for by him you hear me by him we're all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones dominions principalities powers Somebody shout all things. All things things were created. But they weren't just created by him. They were created for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. I want you to know that when Jesus looked at them... And said to them that before Abraham was, I am. He wasn't talking about the flesh and who he was robed in the flesh. But there's something you got to know about him. I want this to be crystal clear to you. We do believe that he was father in creation. And we do believe that he was son in redemption. And we do believe that he's the spirit in the church. But I'm going to tell you about this child. He doesn't have to stop being the father in order to be the son. He doesn't have to stop being the father of creation to be the son in redemption because he can be redeeming me and creating something in you at the same time. He can be redeeming you on the front row over here as you're repenting of your sins and be filling somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost over there. He can be the spirit on the back row. He can be the son in the baptismal tank. Are you hearing what I'm telling you this morning? There is no God like our God. We know what child this is. I'm not afraid to let the whole world know that I believe He is the Father in creation and I believe He is the Son of Redemption and I believe He is the Spirit in the church but I believe
1: He's God all the time.
0: Oh, if I had time to preach this morning. He is the head of the body, the church. Somebody say, that's me. I'm glad this is not plural. Well, I started to say maybe some of you will get that in a little bit, but I think you ought to get it right now. I'm going to stay there until you get it. He's the head of the body, the church. If something calls itself a church, but he's not the head of that body, then it ain't the church. Oh, yeah, it is. Their sign says it is. Well, I went to McDonald's one time and got a hamburger, so I'm glad to report to you. I now identify as a hamburger. Big Mac. We identify as a church. Yeah, Big Mac. That was my father-in-law. Big Mac. I'm going to tell you. I don't want to get stuck right here because i got to finish. I'm going to tell you, not everything that calls itself holy is Holy i'm bold enough to tell you this morning i'm not saying this in a critical or judgmental way but not everything that calls itself the church is the church folks i'm sorry but you're not going to get to heaven and him have three or four different brides that are all going to sit together have their own little table there's going to be one table there's going to be one supper there's going to be one bride and there's one church and he said upon this rock i'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it if it's the kind of church that the gates of hell can prevail against, then it's not his church. Mm. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Oh, Lord, help me. That end. so where the Lord got me last night. I had two conversations late last night with two other pastors that reached out to me. And both of them were saying the exact same thing. I don't know what to do with people's priorities right now. It seems like people have just put the kingdom somewhere else. And they're seeking first everything else. I got a text from... One of them last night that ended up being probably an hour-long conversation, texting back and forth, he said, if you could say one thing to parents about raising their kids in the church, what would it be? And I text back immediately and I said, always keep the kingdom first in front of your kids. He texted me back, he said, that's funny, because that's what every pastor I've texted this to has said to me almost verbatim. You know why? Because every pastor and every church In the end time is going to deal with the distractions of this corrupt and evil day. Why are you saying this, Pastor? Because I'm not the only fogey that gets up here and screams into the air and says, Whatever you do, keep him first. Whatever you do, seek him first. Whatever you do, oh God. I sent this scripture. I sent this scripture to that man while we were talking because. I knew what I was preaching. I was preaching, what child is this? But I I, I got into this, and I sent this scripture to him, that in all things, he might have the preeminence. All things. He stops talking about the church when he said that he's the head of the body. Him being head of the body means he always has preeminence in the church, because he's the head. He is preeminent in the church. He said, but that all things He might have preeminence. I wish somebody would shout all things. things. I know this just went to Wednesday night mode for some of you right now, but I'm preaching to you what child is this. He did not come to be last. He came to be first. (laughs) That He might in all things that means he's got preeminence in my home that means he's got preeminence in my marriage that means he's got preeminence on my job he's got preeminence on everything he did not come to be second place he came to have
1: preeminence oh God Woo!
0: preeminence that word in in the Greek is pretty simple it means to be in first place number one priority nothing else above him oh Lord man I was doing so good when I told jokes everybody was with me now I don't have nobody with me he ought to have preeminence in Christmas I said he ought to have preeminence in Christmas. I, he ought not go to second place during Christmas because it's a holiday. Oh, don't take off running now. Y'all, y'all be seated. I wonder if the credit card statement's going to show that he has preeminence in the holidays. Are we more concerned about what we're going to buy for somebody than we are where he sits in our lives? Are we more concerned about the overtime so that we have more gifts under the tree? I want to tell you, there is no greater gift than the gift of eternal life. He ought to have preeminence in all things. Preeminence. Preeminence of my day. He's got preeminence in this service. If there's anybody in this room right now who's ready to repent of your sins. You don't have to wait till I open up the altar. <laughs> we believe in this church. I can't speak for nobody else up the street, but I'm going to tell you what well, we believe in this church. We believe in this one right here, right now. that you could walk in here a mess. You can walk in here turned inside out and upside down. Your world be a wreck. Everything going on in your life is messed up. You can walk in here, the worst sinner in this city, the biggest drug addict, the biggest drug dealer, the biggest alcoholic. You can walk in here right now and say, God, I'm sick of giving preeminence to anything else. I want you to be first. And when you raise your hands and you begin to repent before God, he will hear the words that you're saying. You don't have to come up here and repeat a sinner's prayer. You don't have to come up here and go through a 12-week class. When you tell him you're tired of sinning, then he's ready to start healing. talk about it enough anymore, but I still believe in the delivering power of Jesus' name. I still believe you can be delivered right there where you're sitting right now. I believe if chains of nicotine and addiction and drugs are holding you bound right now, God can set you free right now. Or it pleased the Father. That in him, Uh, should all fullness, well, it pleased the Father. I'm not talking about this co-equal. Coexistent. No. All the fullness is in him. He went on to say in the second chapter, in the ninth verse, for the second time, he said, the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in him bodily. That's why when she got down, she pressed her way through the crowd. She said, I could just touch. Yeah. The hem of his garment." And when she did, he said, who touched me? Because virtue just left me. Because ladies and gentlemen, she reached out for the H-E-M but got a hold of H-I-M. She touched him. And when she touched him, she was made whole. I've been this way a long time, Pastor. I've been addicted a long time. Said she had been that way for 12 years and she had tried everything but one touch from this child and she was made whole. Let's stand together this morning. I got to quit. How long have you been here, sir? 38 years. I've laid here for 38 years. But I didn't have a man that would put me in the water. (laughs) He said, uh, Will thou be made whole? How could you ask that? Because we know who he is. When this child asked the question, Will thou be made whole? It's because he had all power and authority to make him whole right now. 28 and 18 of Matthew. Like it, lump it, hate it, whatever you want. Call him arrogant if you want to. But I know this child. And he said, all power is given to me, Brother Stephen, not just in earth, not just in sonship. In heaven, what child is this? He's the one that has all power. And he is as powerful today as he has ever been. He can still deliver. He can still set free. He's reaching for you in this room this morning. You're in this place. You're still standing out on the fringes asking questions about like, I mean, what is he really? What child is this? Because I I don't know if I really want to buy in. I don't know if I really want to sell out. I don't know. I'm not sure about all this church business. Let me tell you, once you meet him, nothing else will ever satisfy you. Bible said that when he came there was a mighty host of heaven that came down and began to sing glory to God in the highest I think the angels knew who he was Bishop because they sang at the baby's side and said glory to God and on earth this is the part of Christmas that you've got to get I feel the Holy Ghost and on earth peace peace wonderful peace if you're here today and your mind is tormented on earth, peace. Goodwill. Woo! Toward men. What child is this? He's the one that came to give peace toward men. He's here right now. He's here right now. Reach out and touch him i on every eye closed right now.